Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Lastly, though, I do want to say I should have said this in the beginning of the podcast, um, but I have been following what's going on um, with uh, Israel and it's just insane to me what uh what's occurring in the world and i know this and and of course this this war this attack this terrorist attack on israel is um unbelievable and it's appalling and disgusting and it sucks but also wars are going on in the world every single day ukraine is happening for a long time now and i don't have any good advice. I've never been in a situation. I've never been in a war zone. The the most I can relate to is when I was traveling abroad and there were a lot of terrorist attack attacks happening in Europe at that time. And we were close to some of them, but we never really experienced, I've never experienced what it's like to fear for my life in that way. And I don't have a solution other than I support you and I care about what's going on and that I'm sorry for those of you guys that are affected and that it's okay to feel unsettled by this, to not know what to do and to be concerned and just to feel upset about it. Uh, it feels crazy to then continue the podcast and talk about fear of missing out and binge eating and bulimia when people are dying, you know? It's just, I'm doing what I can and participating in the nick of the, the uh, part of the world that I have, but just know that it's okay to feel unsettled and go about your day. It's okay to feel unnerved by this. It's okay to be stressed by this. It's okay to be upset. You don't have to change your feelings about that. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, All right. With that being said, and I don't know, again, it feels wrong to just move on from that subject, but uh, life is going on here as well. And I don't think doing nothing is helpful for anyone either. Uh, It feels like it's going to be a good episode, not because I have anything special planned, but I'm officially moved into a new place for those guys that have been following along. It's been a crazy past few months for me, but I'm officially moved into my new location in Denver, in the city, living on my own for the first time in, when was the last time I lived alone? I think it was 2015. It was the last time I lived alone by myself. And it's crazy. It's cool. Um, so I'm here and living life. And I guess I'll share a little life update today for those of you guys that are new here. We're going to talk about FOMO, fear of missing out, um, and binge eating and bulimia. But real quick, for those of you guys that care about my well-being or just whereabouts or whatever, you just like personal gossip. Um, I have had a crazy amazing first two weeks in Denver. I am taking art classes again. I'm doing a figure drawing class. I'm amping up my art skills. I did an underground figure drawing class underneath this bar. It was really cool. It was really edgy, hip, cool, whatever, new. And I felt like an artsy kid again and um, met up with friends, did fun stuff over the weekend. I went to a farmer's market. Just tons of cute, interesting, new city life things. And not all of it's been easy. I think transitioning to this phase, there's a lot of sadness and loss and all that sort of stuff to it, but it's been wild to watch it happen. However, I do want to say a little lesson outside of FOMO, um, 
that was helpful for me yesterday is during these past few months, it's been a lot more of convenient eating for me, not cooking as much, that sort of stuff. And I've been okay with that. It's just a phase of life I'm in when you're moving, when you're going through emotional stress, a breakup, all that sort of stuff. It is, it's just hard. So whatever you can do to survive, I think is okay. Um, and I'm pretty proud of the way I handled it the last few weeks. There were more, um, the last few weeks before my move, there were definitely more urges to binge and purge too. So I was kind of like, whatever you do to make it through those things, as long as you're not turning to drinking or you're not turning to binging and purging, like it's cool. You can emotionally eat a little bit. That's fine. But my anxiety was feeling worse and worse. And I was noticing those mornings again where I was waking waking up and just everything that I needed to do was coming to my mind. I wasn't doing a lot of the mindfulness practices and mindful eating practices that I teach my clients. So yesterday waking up, I was like, this has got, we need to, we need to do something because this is just going to keep getting worse. And so I made a point yesterday to uh, wake up, take a moment to pause for two minutes um, for no particular reason other than to just have two minutes of peace. I realized something I've been really bad about the past few months is just going, going, going. And literally every single second of my day, I'm doing something. And the practice of just sitting and doing nothing was at first very agitating for me, but jarring because I haven't done it in so long. And I did that multiple times throughout yesterday, especially after meetings and stuff. I just took two minutes, even though it felt like I didn't have time. It's like, no, we're taking two minutes of silence to do nothing, to let ourselves recalibrate before we move on to the next task. And it was wonderfully helpful. And I'll keep practicing that today and the next few days. And hopefully (laughs) until I need it again, um, sometimes you just get off on what you're supposed to be doing and go right back. And something I also did is I just didn't eat any of my meals with distractions. I ate all of my meals in silence, staring at my desk, not even any sound or anything like that, or anything to watch, anything to look at, just whatever items were on my desk, but otherwise in silence. And that really helped me, I think, eat less, but then also eat in a way that was more satisfying and made sure I was eating to a point where it felt comfortable for me, not overly full, not too little. And again, it gave me peace, but I also found it extremely irritating and agitating, which I find hilarious. I'm like, I tell my clients to eat without distractions all the time. Not that they have to do that forever, but just if they're really being mindless, they need to eat without distractions a few time to see, to, to pay attention to what's going on in their body. And I was like, this is awful. This fucking sucks. I hate this. I want to watch TV. I want to watch some stupid sitcom. I want to listen to a podcast. Why can't I do that while eating? And when I was most profound to me yesterday, I was like, wow, you've gotten into the habit again where you do not allow yourself to watch TV or chill without eating food. Food and break time has become... Uh, one and the same to you and you need to separate those again and that's why you're agitated that's why you want to um, it also has become this way for you to numb out again you're not binging and purging but you're definitely using food a little bit to numb right now and so that's why it's so irritating even though it was helpful for me because I'm like I can't just mechanically eat while watching tv I fucking hate this and it was hilarious to watch myself throw a tantrum and I really stuck to my guns though I was like no we're going to eat this in silence and then we're going to move on and if you want to watch tv you can watch TV afterwards. And so I gave myself a lot more rest, a lot more breaks yesterday. I tried to do the same today. And I was speaking about this on our private Facebook Live um, Wednesday, but I have my own privilege 
uh, and that sort of stuff in terms of what's going on with me and the fact that I'm single, I don't have anyone to take care of, I am my own boss. But I think if your life doesn't allow you to take occasional two minutes breaks or having 30 minutes to yourself where you can just watch TV and chill out and do whatever you want, something needs to change. No matter who you are, how many kids you have, all that sort of stuff. I see time and time again, clients are really good at coping with stress, but they're never changing the stress or the thing that's creating all the stress in their life. So don't just say, well, I'm busy. I have all these things. I'm not single 20 year old like you, Jacqueline, like really, really be careful with yourself there um, and take time for yourself. And that helps me tremendously. And surprisingly today, I feel a lot calmer. I'm hoping that it will continue. And if I ever feel kind of crazy again, um, I'll keep going back to those same principles. And it's funny, I'm admitting this because you're kind of, if you're listening new for the first time or, or maybe a veteran, you're like, wow, well, aren't you supposed to be doing these things? This happens though. This happens in your life. Sometimes things get messy. You forget the tools that work and you stop using them. And what I'm so proud of myself for is not making it a big deal, not being like, oh, you're such a fraud. You're an imposter. It's like, look, I just fell back a little bit. You need to put these tools into practice. And when you put them into practice, they work. And that happens. Sometimes you just need to tune up. You're like a car. You need a little oil change. And that's what I needed. And it helped a lot. So, you know, for those of you guys that are further along in recovery, sometimes you fall back on old patterns. That's okay. Just pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and pick up those old tools, get them out, and readjust things and keep going. I want to talk about fear of missing out and binge eating and how those two are related and where I see it come up, come up a lot with my clients and you know how to combat it a little bit. So FOMO, common term, it's the, it stands for fear of missing out. And it's a big thing that creates binge eating with a lot of my clients. And the reason I say that is because a lot of clients will go into events, particularly dinners or social events or stuff like that, or maybe rare occasions where their parents are making some sort of homemade food or something. And they think that that's um, they fear they eat food or they end up binging or overeating because they fear missing out on an opportunity to eat that food. And there's a lot of scarcity that's happening with FOMO. And it's interesting to see because it may not have been an opportunity that they were expecting or wanting, but because it's in front of them and they don't want to miss out on the opportunity, they will take the opportunity um, whether they really wanted it in the first place. It's just really about the fear of missing out and that's the reason they do it rather than really thinking through whether it's something they want to do. And it comes up a lot and encourages a lot of binge eating, overeating, purging, all that sort of stuff. But there's a few things I wanted to say about FOMO that I think might help you uh, with with tackling it in the moment. And it might be helpful to stop the episode right here and pause it and just think, where do I experience FOMO? How do I experience this fear of losing an opportunity? And then therefore eats because I'm fearing this opportunity that I didn't really want. Then if you think of those situations, it might give you more context for the next few tips I'm going to play. So just pause it for a second, think about it, and then restart the episode when you're ready. But there's three real things I want to say about tackling FOMO and ways to think about FOMO that will help you. One is FOMO creates false urgency and need. And I want to say it again, it's false urgency and need. It's a scarcity tactic. It's like a predatory marketing tactic um, because you think, oh, it's going away soon or not, it's not going to be there tomorrow or the flash sale ends now. It's this false sense of urgency and need. And you want to take it a step further sometimes. It's an opportunity you didn't even know you really wanted till it was put in front of you. And that's sometimes good. Like in Denver here, I've met a lot of people that have shown me things I didn't really think I wanted till actually meeting them and realizing saying, oh, this is a part of my life I really want. So sometimes that is good to have new opportunities thrown in your face. But with FOMO and food in particular, it's usually 
not some sort of opportunity that if you pass it up, it's going to change your life. Um, It's just food at the end of the day. And it's not necessarily something you want or need, but because it's there, you think you want to need it and you think it's super important. You think it's the last chance. You think it's all this sort of stuff. It just brings up tons and tons of scarcity. And I think recognizing that is super important because then you can understand, is it really that big of a deal or is it because the temptation is in front of my face? I think about it like online shopping and getting an email from your favorite clothing company which I'm so grateful, Google, Gmail, they'll filter it so that I don't get those emails. They'll just go straight to my spam or my promotions folder because whenever I don't online shop a whole lot, uh, unless I really need something, but whenever I'm actually suddenly look at my favorite store online or check one of their emails that they sent me, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't, didn't care. I didn't feel like I needed any of those new clothes. But when I start looking through those clothes, I'm like, oh, I need that thing. And I want that thing. And I want this like a kid and a candy shop, right? Like I just, I want it all. And maybe that's part of the binging personality that I have and most of my listeners, you guys have. But being put in front of that with a plethora of options and these new exciting things, it's just in our nature to want to try all those things. And it's not bad. It just means you have to limit yourself on what you take in. And with FOMO though, you can't really do that because you're put in front of it. But it is important to see the disparity because if you didn't want that sweater online until you saw it, if you would never been shown that sweater, your life would have been perfectly fine without it. You would move on with your life. You'd never want or need or feel a loss of that sweater. But simply because it's put in front of your face, you now want the sweater. And now you fear missing out on not having that sweater. And you're considering the decision of having the sweater and all this other drama just because it was put in your line of view. This is what FOMO is with food. And I just want to make it abundantly clear because seeing that makes you realize how not real FOMO is. It's real and it's not real. The feelings you have from it are real, but the actual logic that it's trying to use, if you might miss out, you need to understand you're not really missing out on anything. And this is where the true power comes from. Because if you can dismantle that belief in the moment, you have a lot of your power back. Even if you feel the feelings of desire, you know it's not true. Um, just like the feelings of wanting to binge for me, once I've gotten distance from wanting from binging and purging, I haven't done it in a long time, right? Then the need and desire has gone way down. And I don't if I ever do want or desire binging again, like these past few weeks when I was going through a lot of stress and and wanting to binge and purge, I could see the desire for what it was. It was really a false desire, a false pleasure. It was not something I actually wanted and I could separate the two. So for you, think of the last time you experienced FOMO. And if you've ever experienced FOMO, but you couldn't fulfill the desire, this is interesting. Maybe you went to a dinner and you just couldn't have what you wanted. And then you went on. How long did it take you before that, that kind of I don't know, urgency to have it went away? Or were you perfectly fine after you didn't have that situation? Um, Even like FOMO, fear of missing out with binging, right? Like, has there been times where you wanted to binge, you couldn't binge, and then lo and behold, your life moves on. Seeing that is super important. Which brings me to my next point, which is FOMO is fleeting. It really is. And this is, again, one of those things where recognizing this gives you all your power back. If you can know truly in your heart and bones that it eventually will go away, you will leave that extra special artisan donut shop and not have gotten all the donuts. You just got one and you have the donut and you really wanted to try all of them and it really sucks and you allow the disappointment. You're like, it's kind of a bummer. I wanted to try all of them, but maybe I didn't make the right choice. And then you go home, you move on with your day and you fall asleep. And then lo and behold, the next day, you don't remember all the donuts you didn't try. 
and it goes away and you're fine. I've talked to many clients about this where they just go home if they just don't order it and they just leave themselves alone with it and they allow the opportunity to pass and they allow with that opportunity to pass the disappointment that comes with it because I'm not saying doing this is something easy to kind of navigate through FOMO. You have to be willing to experience disappointment. You have to be willing to be uh to make a choice on something and take something, but then let go of something else. And it sucks. It's not fun. We want to have it all. It's in our nature. But once you allow that disappointment to move forward, you will be fine. And the desire will go away and it will go away faster than you want if you allow yourself to make a decision and choose. Something I do at restaurants that I know about myself, and I never realized that this was actually a good tool in eating disorder things, still just now that I'm speaking about it actually. But I know that no matter what I pick, on a menu, I will be disappointed. <laughs> I'll be excited for what I choose, but I will also be disappointed. Last night with a friend, I had some pho and it was great. It was tasty, but I didn't know what to pick. There were so many options I wanted to pick. I also wanted to get an appetizer. I also wanted to get multiple things to try. I was thinking about getting some of the uh, boba tea, even though I don't even really like boba tea. And I just went with um, a traditional bowl with flank and brisket. And I allowed the disappointment of not having all those other options and then I got my bowl and it was actually plenty of food. And it's if there's freedom in knowing that no matter what I pick, I'm always going to want something else and I just need to pick one. Commonly what I do, I was at um, an event with friends Friday and I went up to their food trucks everywhere. We were at this uh, art walk thing and we were, I got ice cream because there was a food truck after our meal and I just wanted some. It sounded good. So I went up to the food truck and there were so many cool flavors I was like oh no what am I gonna do and there was this pumpkin flavor because it's seasonal they had this like uh balsamic vanilla and they had some sort of blueberry corn thing I was like oh this all sounds really good I can't choose it and I was thinking like oh maybe I should get um <laughs> three different flavors and try it all right and I just then said to the person behind me what flavor should I get and I just let him decide and he's like you should get the pumpkin one seems on brand right and I was like okay and I got the pumpkin one and I walked away and I got a single scoop and the pumpkin one was delicious and I moved on and it was fine and you know what the funny thing is now that I'm reflecting on the story is I haven't thought about the blueberry corn flavor or the balsamic uh, vanilla one since there's no regret even though there was FOMO in the moment so same thing with you it's like you have to recognize that it's fleeting and then no matter what you pick you will be kind of disappointed but if you can allow that you'll move on really quickly and then you'll actually enjoy what's going on and then that disappointment will fade and you really won't be at a loss your life isn't in the grand scheme of things. If you have that cherry pie or you don't, you're going to be okay. Um, it's not going to be the biggest deal in the world. But I do want to say my final thing with FOMO is if you do want to indulge, do it mindfully and guilt-free. So the whole podcast, we're talking about ways to kind of not give in to FOMO and that sort of stuff. But I did give in to some sort of FOMO when I got that ice cream. I didn't need that ice cream. It was just right there. It looked really cool and it was a food truck and interesting flavors. I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to try this. And I don't want to miss this opportunity to try this delicious looking artisan ice cream. And so I did it, but I didn't get everything. I didn't try the whole damn food truck. And if I really wanted to do that, um, I guess I could have, but I don't think most people would feel good after doing that, which is why I separate the two of, yeah, part of you wants that, but part of you really doesn't. And that's good to recognize nice too. And it doesn't feel like a restriction. It just kind of feels like it's, it is what it is. Right. But, um, for you, if you are going to have FOMO, I do recommend indulging in part of it, but just indulge in it with moderation. And when you indulge, actually enjoy it. And during that ice cream, 
I didn't, I wasn't hungry for that ice cream. I didn't need that ice cream. It didn't serve any nutritional value other than some extra calories for me to use. There's no, there's no need to have that ice cream. I got it because I wanted it and I enjoyed it and I had it guilt-free and I enjoyed every bite of it. I uh, kind of slowed down with the flavors. There were some cool textures to it. And I enjoyed time with my friends, talking with everyone. And that was that. And it didn't need to be more than that. And then I moved on. And I didn't think about how fattening it was or what was going to happen afterwards. I just let it be. Same with you. If you're going to indulge, and you should indulge sometimes, I think that is a helpful, helpful thing. um, Because it's a pleasure in life. Food is a pleasure. It's not the only pleasure. And you shouldn't only use that for your only source. But it is helpful. Um, it is a good thing to do. Um, so yeah, if you're going to participate, enjoy, but enjoy in a moderation and enjoy what you truly want, or just pick a choice and whatever choice you pick, even though you're kind of disappointed because you aren't sure if it's the right choice, enjoy that choice, right? And really lean into that choice and see if it was for you. Uh, so those are my best tips on FOMO. It really is a thing. It affects a lot of people and I hope that it helps you, but I think, uh, that would be the many of the things that I'd say. (laughs) And then after you enjoy whatever you're enjoying, move on, get out of the situation, do something else. All right. Um, I think that's it for this podcast. I'll let you guys go. I hope you found it helpful and useful. Um, is there anything else I want to say to you? I feel like there's an announcement. I'm doing a free group coaching call soon, but I don't know when. It should probably be next next week. I'm guessing later in the week. Check the link in my description or my website, bingebreakers.com, to find more info. But that's always a helpful thing if you're looking for advice um, and you just need to talk to someone or you feel alone and you feel like you're crazy, you're not. Um, Other people get on the call and talk about things. Whenever people get on group coaching calls, whether it's my free ones or my paid ones that are every Monday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, people always tell me that it's so comforting to hear others going through it. I learned so much. People vocalize things that I didn't really know how to vocalize till they said it, and I learn a lot from them. And it keeps me motivated, it keeps me accountable, and it feels nice. So those, that's a benefit of joining the free group coaching call. Check my website. And then two, if you are interested in private coaching or group coaching, you can always find that on my website too at bingebreakers.com. Other than that, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Um, Again, what I'm saying about the wars going on and Israel and just people dying around the globe. um, Do what you can, right? Support those. Even just being informed, even if you can't donate, just keep yourself informed on what's going on, right? You don't have to watch news obsessively. I don't think that's helpful either, but keep an eye on it and try to have empathy for those going through it. And uh, also be grateful for what you have, you know, because with this, I think it's so apparent, like they can, it can be taken away at any time and uh, it doesn't help you know, the people that are dying across the world for you to be mean to yourself because you have the privilege to be in a safe place, but do your part to be kind to others. And um, it's okay to feel unsettled too uh, and to feel sad. Uh, I don't think you need to change your emotions. You can just let it be because it is sad and it is unsettling and it is disturbing that human beings do this to each other. I don't, I don't get it. Like I, I understand people have an urge for power, but I don't understand how people can be so cruel to one another um i've never had such a desire so it's just appalling and shocking and disturbing uh but anyway (laughs) other than that i hope you have a good weekend and please please never give up on yourself or those around you all right bye everyone